Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 140, 140 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Monday, November 27th. I when doubt we, you have any sexy players for 40. I did Just, the first time we went around, and I, I can't use him. That was safety Dick Anderson from the Super Bowl Dolphins. The guy you met on the on the, on the the plane who was giving you crap. For always forget that dude. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> we can't go with him because we did the first time. I'm going to go with another safety uh, with a unique place in Dolphin lore named Mike Kozlowski, who had two t- two pick sixes in the same game, which, like Javon Holland did against the Jets, was on a Friday against the Jets. How's that for a tie-in? Interesting. 1983. Right. 83. I, I was yeah. a young whippersnapper. Just freshly out of my diapers. No, I was probably in like junior. I was probably in elementary school. I won't even tell you how old I was. Um, you run in the South Florida streets or to Can- Canadian streets? No, I was here by then. Oh, okay. Uh, in fact, I was very, very, very early in my journalism tenure, but I was nowhere near allowed the Dolphins. So I was covering high school sports. Mm, okay. So anyway, yeah, it was a Friday. I remember... Don't recall why they played on a Friday on like 2005 when that game was because of a hurricane forced the moving of the game. And of course, the first ever Black Friday game last Friday. So anyway, hat tip to Mike Kozlowski. Safety. I don't know how they got him. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that far back. So Nobody cares. Nobody. Well, some do actually. There are some who remember Kozlowski. Two pick sixes in one game. By the way, somebody else who did that for the Dolphins was your good friend Dick Anderson, who did it 10 years earlier in 1973. So, you uh, and these that. numbers and, and statistics in history, something to be very impressed with. Oh, um, thank you. That's just- uh, right now, we're, we're looking at an 8-3 and three Dolphins team who coincidentally happened to be 8-3 and three last season. The running theme that I kept asking players today was what will make this season's eight and three start different than last season's? What did you learn from that experience? Before, before, before you continue, if I may, 
Uh, I literally wrote a story on alldolphins.com why this eight and three is so different. Yeah, and but I read it and was just like, I want answers. I gave you answers as to why eight and three is different, but by all means, go ahead and tell me what you have come up with. No, I, I haven't come up with anything of, of, of substance. And you can find Alan Poupard's, it was kind of column E, considering, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, what what makes you feel to summarize your take perspective that this eight and three is different than last year's eight and three, other than the yeah. fact that they've got a quarterback? They had a quarterback last year, but one of the what? Yeah, for how many games? But continue. He was there. He dude. He had played the five straight games when they when they got to eight and three. I. Don't remember for sure, but I believe he was among the passing lead, passing passer rating leaders like he is this year. The difference with Tua from last year to this year is there's been no injury problem so far this year, as there was last year. That's number one. Number two, the schedule, very obviously, because when they were in three last year, they were heading to the gauntlet of the three-game road trip against the 49ers, Chargers, and Bills. This year, the three games they got coming up is Washington, Tennessee, and the Jets. Not the same thing. They're also overall they're healthier. And then last but not least, is their defense is a lot better at this time than it was last year. Yes, their defense is ranked seventh. Their offense is ranked number one. You're a top 10 team in both areas of the of the game. You should still continue to be a good team. However, they've got issues and problems that they need to address. Um, one, the offense isn't humming like it used to be humming. Uh, and that's one of the questions and concerns that the Dolphins have going into this week. Obviously, there are injuries to the offensive line that should be concerning to everybody, including Teron Armstead's quadriceps injury. Mike McDaniel said that if they needed him in that Jets game to finish it out, he would have played. But he's more careful and cautious about Teron because he knows Teron is tired of the reputation that he cannot play an entire NFL season and wants to finish the season on the field. If that meant playing at 70%, say la vie. So, so it will be. Um, and it sounds like Mike McDaniel is going to be usual Mike McDaniel and be a little bit overcautious when, when it comes to Teron Armstead. And he's confident that he's got Kendall Lamb and Kendall Lamb has played quite well in that, in his place. Except that Kendall M is also dealing with an issue where Mike McDaniel said he's optimistic he could play Sunday against Washington, except there are quote unquote obstacles uh, to that, you know, to that happening. So is it one of those deals where if, if Kendall Lamb's back is okay, then Tehran take the week off. And if Kendall Lamb's back is kind of balking, then Tehran go ahead and do us a solid and play. I don't know if Mike McDaniel's into any doing them solid in play. I think they would rather roll. He would rather roll into the game with Keon Smith as his starter than jeopardize Teron Armstead suffering a setback. Just a hunch. No, I agree. If I, it, no, no. If that's what it means, yeah. If, if it's a matter of playing with pain, that's one thing. If it's a matter of risking aggravation, then absolutely. And it's a soft know, tissue injury. Of course, it's about. They're playing. They're playing. Wash. They're playing Washington. They're nine and a half point favorites. When is this team not nearly a double-digit favorite? Jesus, Lord. To what? When is this team not a double-digit favorite? Correct. And this is where you and I I – should, I should throw it out there beforehand that – um, because I, I, re, I read the comments 
after after our videos. You think I think that I don't. Oh, well, I know I was speaking for myself right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so we read the comments. I can tell you, there's a lot of people who think we're too negative. I'm going to tell you, they're going to win Sunday. So we're looking. I'm looking big picture because again, I have. I have high expectations for this team. I think the possibilities are very, very intriguing for this season. And therefore, I'm not just thinking about, oh, cool, they beat Washington to go to 9-3, which would be awesome and obviously the next step. But I'm looking down the line, you know, what can happen. And I totally lost my my, my, my initial point that I was going um, to. I, I, I would like to address the fact that we are too negative. Um, if you're No, we're not. Get it? Too negative? Sorry. If your perspective is that you think that this Dolphins team is just a playoff team and you would be satisfied with one win, then my humble apologies, we're too negative. Now, if you think that this Dolphins team is positioning themselves to be a Super Bowl contending team and need to make it to at least the AFC championship game, then we're not being negative, we're being realists. Because Right now, this team, while as good as they are, as statistically impressive as they are, uh, I don't think anybody would say that they're playing very well on offense. Now, they're playing very well on defense, and they're trending in that right direction, but they're not playing well on offense. And I think we saw some signs of concern in the Jets game, too many turnovers. Um, And then we saw some areas of improvement, the run game the running with power, the being able to finish with a four-minute offense, which is something that this team has talked about, wanting to establish, wanting to get back to, wanting to emphasize. Um, these backs are tired of the Mike McDaniel calling passing plays and shotgun plays on third and short, um, fourth and short, third and short situations. And they want to say, hey, we can get the job done, put it in our hands. Um, and also... Tua Tungavaloa was very efficient on third downs against the Jets, which is a pretty good defense. Um, now, the question is, can those things be built on? Can the turnovers be cut down? Can the run game be juiced up? Um, can Miami develop a short yardage rushing attack? Because I think that these are all things that need to get done in order for this team to get to the 12 wins that it'll probably take to host most of this, the playoff games in the AFCs. And to take that next level and become a Super Bowl contending team. I think they're a pretty good team. Am I ready to say they're Super Bowl contenders at this point? No. No, and, and it's not it's not like we're poo-pooing the kind of team the Dolphins have. Dolphins are a good team. They're they're not eight, eight and three by accident. They're a very good good team. Uh and by the way, I threw out this nugget on Twitter today. Uh their three-game lead in the loss column through 11 games is a first by an AFC East team other than New England since 1991. Okay. 32 years since anybody other than New England has had a three-game lead in the loss column through 11 games. They've had a two-decade reign of terror over the division. I, but but it's completely crazy regardless. I mean, it's 32 years. Um, anyway. And the last time the, Dol- the last time it was the Dolphins who had that it was 1984 when they started. They were 11 and 0 through 11 games, and they went to the Super Bowl. So, this is a very good team. I did a, a playoff Dolphin playoff picture um, update Synopsis. as I will do every week. And how many wins is it going to take? Kansas City is, is annoying again, uh, and it was 
of all the things that happened yesterday around the NFL, that was the most discouraging from a Dolphin standpoint is that KC looked like KC again. They got down 14 nothing pretty quickly, and it was like, oh, wait a second. Is there a chance the Raiders actually could upset them and then get them off that top perch because they own all the tiebreakers? Uh, they beat Jacksonville head-to-head. They beat the Dolphins head-to-head, and they have a better conference record in Baltimore. But no, and then they came back, and the rest of the game was 31-3 to for the Chiefs. Uh, and that's problematic because you look at the rest of their schedule, kind of tough to see losses in there. So we're staring at the very real possibility of yet again, unless somebody can knock them off in the division round of the AFC title game being at Arrowhead Stadium. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I still think that Baltimore is probably one of the best teams, as, as you've even pointed out, one of the best teams in AFC. Sure. I think they'll be in the mix, that they'll be in that final conversation. Um, I, I think Jacksonville, even though I think they're kind of fraudulent, I think that they'll be in the mix just because of the division that they play. Um, they don't have that many tough opponents left. Uh, and I know, I, I know this is hard for people to realize, but I think even though the Buffalo Bills just lost a tough game, uh, what should I look for? No, no, guys, I know what you're going to say about Buffalo. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think you, you, you think you're. They just played the best team in the NFL, arguably record-wise, and took them to overtime and really lost that game because Jalen Hurts put a put a cape on and the run game just absolutely the Eagles run game was was extremely forceful but I see Buffalo as a team that could play with them right now with a Super Bowl contending team right now except that, Buffalo has charger disease right now is that, that they can't close the game I mean they can't their their defense that's three three games this year where their defense has led in the final drive to win and it also and just to show you it's one of those years for them Ask, ask how many times Jake Elliott's going to make a 59-yard field goal in the rain. I mean, that's a crazy kick. It was. Yeah. So. I tweeted out immediately, Jason Sanders can't kick that. I know. I saw that. I was like, wow, man, you're doing that man dirty. Right after right after he kicks a season-long 54-yard field goal. Um, but I see the, the Bills could be a factor in terms of a playoff opponent. Dolphins are winning that division. That's uh, yeah. If they, don't, if they don't, they might as well fold the franchise. I mean, it's like, I mean, seriously. Uh, no, but yeah, um, you basically have to take care of business and in this Look. upcoming stretch and you do that. But I, I swear to God, I think this season's going to come down to the final three games and, and it's going to include Buffalo and Buffalo. Imagine if Buffalo not only you play in the season finale, but you're you're playing them, you're hosting them in the first round of the playoffs. I'd be shivering in my timbers, um, just because I don't like that matchup. And you saw what happened the first time. Now, certainly not the same Buffalo Bills team, but neither are you. You're not the same Miami Dolphins team. So, but there there's there's rooms and areas of improvement that this team needs to make, and it to me. Again, it starts in the trenches. It starts with the offensive line. That needs to be stabilized. Um, Robert Hunt needs to get back into the lineup. He's probably going to have, I believe, a full month off if he doesn't play on Sunday. Um, and, and coming back from left. When did he get hurt, KC? Got huh? hurt against KC, right? No, I think he got hurt the week before. 
because KC would they had a buy after right after KC. They right. didn't practice. He didn't practice in KC. He got hurt the week before. He didn't practice in Germany. So it's been a month already. Mm-hmm. So got to get him back in the lineup. Obviously, Teron Armstead, we're probably going to put him on ice. Um, Kendall Lamb has started six games. He's 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 shown that he's capable more than capable. Um, and that guard spot, I mean, that, that left guard spot spot seems to be stabilizing right now with Lester Cotton. It'll be interesting to see if, if Liam Eikenberg, who's played pretty well the last two weeks at, at right guard gets back into that left guard mix, who knows what's happening. But to me, the most important thing is to, this is December football. And in December football, you play defense, you run the ball. And I think that this Dolphins team needs to get better at both in order to rebrand themselves as a physical team. Um, you're already a physical team on defense. Let, let's turn up the volume on that physicality on offense, kind of balancing out what you are and who you are. Do we really think, though, that Dolphins will ever, their identity offensively will not be, and this is to me, the way the, the, way the offense is constructed, and I know we've had discussion before. This discussion before, Tim, is it's built around the speed and the and the creativity and the play calling. This is not a power team, and the 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 offensive players involved in this. I know Jeff Wilson Jr. and Alec Ingold spoke on Monday, and very obviously they're going to be talking and say the right things about that's what they want. But you look you look at all the best players on the Dolphin offense. Who is it? Tyreek Torrey in the model. And and then Raheem's in that mix, but it kind of kind of clearly, you know, three of your four top players. Well, so you yeah. don't know that the Dolphins can just turn that switch. I, I think they need to be able to do certain things in the running game. And for example, convert in short yard situations, like somebody made the point. That's one of the big things that makes that separates the Eagles. Is they're in short yardage, it's an automatic first down. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. I do want to address the KC thing real quick. Because I know you mentioned Baltimore. Baltimore still has to play at San Francisco. And I'm with you. I think they're the most balanced team in the AFC. But they have to play at San Francisco, which is the most balanced team probably in the NFL. Uh, Or close to it. And I I look at KC again. It's KC's got at Green Bay, Buffalo at home, at New England, Raiders at home, Cincinnati at home, and that LA Chargers. Yeah, I, what I what I didn't like about what Kansas City's schedule is is most of their tough games are at home, which is cool. Yeah. Um, what's Baltimore so, stretch? Do you know that? I'm sorry. What's Baltimore stretch? Closing stretch uh, of the season. Look real quick here. I apologize for leaning leaning in. Baltimore has. I will put on my glasses here because I'm blind and I can't see. So, uh, they have a bye this weekend versus LA Rams. They're at Jacksonville. At San Francisco, they host the Dolphins, and then they host the Steelers. At Jacksonville, at San Francisco, um, Steelers are going to be a tough out. Oh yeah, hosting. Okay, there, there's some stumblage. There's some room for stumblage there. Yeah. So this is why, in terms of of schedule, again, any given Sunday, I get all that. But especially down the stretch, your upsets are not quite as frequent. Kansas City is going to be favored pretty solidly in every single solitary game they have left. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I'm saying I'm like bracing myself for my Chiefs fatigue syndrome, my CFS to kick in because I'm tired of them being always at home in the AFC Championship game. It's been like five years in a row and I'm over it already. All right. I know well, you don't care. I, I, I care from a, from a football fan standpoint, somebody else. I want the AFC title game somewhere else this year. That somewhere else has got to earn it, and I'm 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 highly not optimistic that it's going to be the Miami Dolphins, but we shall see. Um, let, let's talk about some of the other things discussed. Uh, Mike McDaniel, and you can find this story on alldolphins.com, clarified 
um, a story that Al Michaels share uh, in regards to his uh, how he lured and courted his wife. Um, according to the Al Michaels story, uh, Mike McDaniel basically deboed his now wife from a running back, basically saying, hey, stop dancing with this girl or I'm not sure you're going to be on the team next year. And Mike said that he said that in jest, one, he had no control over who was going to be on the team or, and, and it was a Dennis, Dennis Green team. Did you know, did you know that? I had to do a yeah. lot of research. Yeah. It was in the United football league in yeah. 2009, maybe. And Dante Culpepper played for that team too, which I found very interesting. Oh, is that, that was at the very end of his career. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Mike basically said, Hey, it was a joke. The running back knew it was a joke, said in jest, and lo and behold, ultimately, he he would basically call in dibs on her, and you know, and and, and he closed the deal. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, yeah when you see fourteen years later, they're they're married with married with a child, so obviously, it worked out. Yeah, um, but he was painting a pretty nice picture as opposed to trying to come across as uh, what he called a d bag. Um, which yeah, you know, I could understand. It was a cool story. I mean, I I, I understand. Well, I, no, I, the thing is, I've I've never heard of the running back that he mentioned, and it would be great to get you know the story from his angle. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually looked him up, and Mike McDaniel, his name, Mike McDaniel, his name isn't what Mike McDaniel says it was, um, but it's it's it was close. It's Steve. Mike McDaniel called him Steve, and his name is Steve, and and he called him by the wrong last name, but it's close enough. Um, and uh, he, and he lives in Orlando, or, or he's from Orlando, which you know, I I would love I would love to do that reporting as well to find out what the true story was. But the bottom line is, he saw something he wanted in the club as they were celebrating a win, and he 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 basically put on the full court press. Uh, to make sure that it happened and locked it down, and and he did. Um, I, I keep hearing about these dance moves. I would love to see them at one point in my in my life. And he says it, you know, it was definitely the dance moves. There you go. Was it a full court? Was it a full court press or was it a blitz? Football huh. analogy. Come on, Omar. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's a blitzing situation that you could do in a in, in a in, with a woman. Hmm. Anyway. Well, maybe he blitzed the, the other guy out of the way to get him, to get to the woman. There you go. Anyway. Free Russia. Um, yeah. But I mean, you may you may get to see his dance moves if the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. I think you I think you ask him to do that if the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. I think he'd gladly acquiesce. <laughs> I, I right? did see his wedding picture, by the way. Okay. Um in, in while doing my thorough research on his relationship and his wife. Um, I did stumble onto his mother's his his mother in law's Facebook page where I saw a wedding picture of Mike McDaniel. Um, uh, his wife looked gorgeous, by the way, just absolutely gorgeous. Which you know, I don't think is too surprising, but you know, it is wedding day; it's a special day. Yeah, I guess Mike looked quite tanned. Sorry, okay. Mike Mike looked quite tanned. And this is the part where I should mention the fact that the Dolphins did not practice today, even though they had a mini buy. Well, we have to segue back. And I mean, you want you want to keep going on the um, um no Daniel's love life? Uh, 
found his found his wedding attire totally not fitting of Mike McDaniel. But hey, you you wear what you wear at a wedding. Yes, you wasn't do. As, it wasn't as stylish as Mike would be. It's a little baggy. Well, maybe he developed baggy. a swag a little bit later. That is true. His wife is 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 kind of kind of a stylista. Okay, so there you go. Maybe she brought him along to the to that side. Anyway, as I was mentioning, getting back to football. Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins did not practice. A little music in the background here. Dolphins did not practice on Monday after their mini buy. Uh, McDaniel did say he liked the idea of the couple of extra days off because there were a lot of people in the building uh, getting treatment for various bumps and bruises. Mentioned Jalen Phillips is winding down the process of picking a surgeon and a surgery date uh, and a surgical procedure. That's yeah. just. Yeah, it's a repair. Wishing, wishing him the best. Emmanuel Ogba actually spoke today, um, talked about how disappointing this season has been for him, how his teammates have continued to pick him up and lift him up. Um, you know, not bad for a guy who's got four sacks and an interception, even though he's played less than 160 snaps on defense. Um, his snap to production ratio is pretty high. Uh, but. You know, he talked about the transition and 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 to to being a stand up outside linebacker and and the fact that it's been tough, um, but now he knows he has to step up. His teammates kept him focused because they always said to him, "We're gonna need you. Keep keep in it. Stay stay in the mental." And he and he's done that. And here he is now. He's not expected to start. I think that's going to be Andrew Van Ginkle, but I think you, we could see. Maybe Van Ginkle hang on to that inside linebacker role on third downs, and then Emmanuel Agua come onto the field as a pass rushing pass rushing linebacker in that situation. Yeah, you you're like, eh, don't well, like it. you know why I'm shaking my head because I, because I looked at at the three games that Jalen Phillips missed earlier this year when he had the the back and the oblique issues, and if you look at the snap counts, it's not like Emmanuel Agba's snap count went significantly up. He was it, up at like fifteen. He was like fifteen. Uh, in the 15 per game ratio that's that's pretty much sometimes they're low 20 that's that's it's not a ton of snaps i mean this this is why i think it's going to be you know, if you're in a cool. third down specific role 15 a game is 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 reasonable well here's the th- okay here's the thing though you disagree 15 snaps no 15 snaps is not a whole lot of on defense as a third down yeah, pass no, the number of t- times they're going to be in a pure pass rushing but, but the thing with the dolphins is they don't utilize a four-man front even where in passing situations they always have the two edge defenders so it's it's usually either they had they're in a, in a two four or sorry in a three four or a two four five or um whereas with under the previous regime there were times when they would do four across and this is where emmanuel agba Right, he's a he's kind of in between in no man's land here with this new scheme, because that's what that's what he is. He's a four three guy. Um, we should also mention that Derek Barnett, per sources, as we're taping this, was claimed off waivers by the Houston Texans, and I don't know how many teams would have claimed them. Although, uh, remember at this time of year, it the claiming priority order works by the standings. The worse off you are. The, the the higher your waiver claim is, and Dolphins at eight and three, this is where their good record hurts them, because they're they're probably I don't know how many teams have worse record, and that's not many. Therefore, you're looking at a whole bunch of teams who'd have first dibs at Derek Barnett. 
just strictly claiming them off waivers if they wanted them. But yeah, this is a great opportunity for Agua. Certainly would love to see him, you know, prosper, succeed, you know, compliment Van Ginkle in that spot opposite Bradley Chubb. And they're going up against a Washington team that is giving up sacks like Oprah gives up. What does she get? What does she give out when she does something? You get a you get a sack. You get a sack. Uh, fifty-eight to uh, Sam Howell, which is just ridiculous. I got. I got to do the math. What's fifty-eight per game? Oof. They haven't had their buy yet, so they played twelve games. That's uh, a little under five per per game. Under five sacks per game. How do you not have a buy at this point in the year? Goodness gracious! They don't even have a buy. They don't have a buy this week either. They, they they are the one of the two teams that have the final buys. I think it's next week, and I don't know who the other team is. There are six teams have a buy. This week, including the Ravens and the Bills. Yep. They were at 4.8 yeah. sacks allowed per game. Woo! That's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Um, we also talked to Christian Wilkins, who talked about his sack productivity and career high. And Christian, Did you talk about Wilkins. this? No. You know what? Um, no. But, you know, he's staying in the process. Christian's locked yeah. in. He's focused yeah. on the season. He's not thinking about that no, not twenty-four million dollar price tag that he's going to have, um, the hundred million dollars in guaranteed money that he'll probably demand. Um, but Christian's locked in as well. Um, he was one of the individuals who basically said, you know, this isn't going to be the same as last year because our focus is different. Our 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 our, de- our commitment to the process is different. What what what? Does that mean the commitment wasn't there last year? I mean, come on. Um, This is is why. This is why I will speak concrete. I will give you schedule, health. You know, um, I will give you emotions, feeling. The defense defense is is playing better, but saying that you know the the commitment to the process is is different. Then I think they understand the process a little bit different differently now. They understand it a little bit better too. Um, What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? You sound like you sound like um what what song is that where they say what does that mean? It's a Kanye song, but somebody says what does that mean? It means it's provocative. Um, <laughs> nice segue. You, yeah, you wouldn't know a Kanye song. If, no, I, no, I do know a couple of Kanye songs, and in fact, I I played one when you were with me in Houston. So that is true. That is true. I, I apologize. Not the Kanye's coming back out. I'm curious how that's going to go. Um, but. Uh, back, back to back to the topic uh, at hand, which is what what's I think I think what makes this eight and three different is last year they were on fumes physically. Mike McDaniel has made sure that he's rested and preserved just about everybody that he could possibly do so to ensure that they finish the season stronger than 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 they start. And even players said, you know, Jeff Wilson basically was like, yeah that final stretch of games, those are going to be like elimination games, which means that Mike McDaniels has hammered in their head that, you know, we need to be peaking at the right time. What was that face for? But I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like that. To me, that's. You, you don't buy it? No, I don't buy it. And again, tangible reasons. Schedule's easier. They have a better defense. Tua hasn't had the previous dings physically. Uh, over, overall. Sorry? Still got to lock in. Still got to lock in and take care of business. Correct, but this, but this is we're suggesting that they didn't finish well last year because they weren't locked in. They didn't believe in the process. 
didn't follow the process. Not, not, not buying it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, 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 hey, I mean, I didn't cover the team last year, so I wasn't in the locker room. Um, their December was clearly a disappointment. I do not know the reasons why it was a disappointment and why the team continued to fail. Um, I did want to ask Mike McDaniel today. Um, he's always used December as a reference point for the greatest learning opportunities and being thankful that it happened to them because of the lessons that it provided. Now the question is, we will we'll see the outcome of whether or not these these that those those five game losing streak taught them lessons that they can utilize now to get a better outcome for the season. We shall see. No, and Omar, I'm, I'm, I'm not like I I know it's coming. Yes, I'm the contrarian and all that. You mean you're poo-pooing there? Well, this is this is the, what the coach is going to say. I mean, is he going to say we were just weren't? And actually, the truth is they weren't. They weren't as good last year as they were this year. They're a much better team right now than they were last year. And another factor I mentioned the injuries as well. Uh, beyond the fact that Tua hasn't been ding so far this year, knock knock knock. Um, the they also had had lost at this time last year. Emmanuel Ogba, Nick Needham, Brandon Jones, and Trey Flowers from the defense. None of whom is as good a player as, as Jalen Phillips was this year, but that's a lot of depth from your defense. This year they've had a lot of injuries, but they haven't lost anybody for the season other than, than Jalen. Isaiah so, Wynn. Sorry, Isaiah Wynn. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but that to me, that's 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 more tangible than saying I, I don't think they I don't think they lost last year because they weren't prepared or they got overconfident or anything like that. And I think it's a lot, lot more basic than that, that they weren't quite as good as they are this year. And that's why I think they'll, they'll have a lot better chance to succeed than they did last year. Because I think their focus is going to be just the same. Well, we shall see starting with the Washington commanders. Mm -hmm. Then we take it to the Tennessee Titans ran by Will Levitz not Ryan Tannehill. Um, so Tannehill's revenge is out the window unless he suffered what Levis suffers or suffers an injury. And then the New York Jets. And then the season's fun starts mm -hmm. um, with that that Dallas-Baltimore-Buffalo stretch. Um, so hopefully they can continue to trend upwards and, and show everybody what this team is made of. Obviously, I think that they've got to play better. They've got to get better quarterbacking play. I wrote a column about that on you can find on alldolphins.com. Um, to me, Tua is not playing at the level of my expectations um, right now. He's probably the fourth highest rated quarterback in the NFL. And while that's cool and great, um, Tua deserves to be or should be up there number one or number two. And I think that he's got to get that. He's got to get to that next level if they want to unlock the Super Bowl level of performance that they need to be, be at. And I wrote about that on alldolphins.com. Also wrote about Andrew Van Ginkle and, and Emmanuel Agua likely filling the void for Jalen Phillips. Um, and we will be writing a number of other pieces as Pupardon, you know, writes about five a day, if not six. And, and my last word here, uh, after thanking everyone for watching this, we do appreciate the support. Please pass the word along. Please subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Speaking of the Washington Commanders, tomorrow, Tuesday, is behind enemy lines. They were going to be joined by my buddy, a radio talk show host in Washington, Chris Rooster Russell. 
Does he go by Rooster? Sorry? Does he go by Rooster? He goes by Rooster. I wouldn't have have thrown it out there if he didn't go by Rooster. All right. Um, We've also got first and tens up with Teron Armstead and Cam Smith. And if you missed Mike White, we put that up last week. So look for those. Obviously, first and ten. It's it's a it's a what do you call a labor of love that I do and we do for you. So hopefully you'll check those out. On that note, we will see you tomorrow for the first. Well, actually, I'm sorry for the behind enemy lines. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.